Have you found Isaiah chapter 9? That's where we'll be. In Isaiah chapter 9, today we're going to start our uh, thing about Christmas, the Lord Jesus. And it started out today as a Thanksgiving for Christmas. As we said, America, Thanksgiving's an American holiday. Christmas is an almighty holiday, holy day. Holiday and holy day are the same words. You just say them different. You put I in holiday, don't you? Amen. You'll hear this somewhere down the line this year. Now, now look at verse 6 there. We looked at his name shall be called Wonderful. But it said there that the government shall be upon his shoulder. Whether you and I realize it or not, I thank God by reading the scriptures and by discernment of the Holy Ghost, the Lord's still running everything. But Satan still has a lot of power in this world. He is the prince of the power of the air. He can hinder prayer. Talk to Daniel about that. Amen. He can hinder prayer sometimes. But I tell you what, friend, he don't have all power, but the government one day is literally, Jesus is going to rule it all right here on planet Earth. And then he's going to turn it over to David. And then he's going to turn it over. You might have a throne somewhere, I don't know. But anyway, he's going to turn it all over to him. And the government's going to be upon his shoulder. And how are we going to recognize this one to come? Well, he's going to have a name. His name shall be called Jesus. And his name, here he said in 9-6, shall be called Wonderful. We looked this morning at, in Sunday school how, why, how wonderful a Savior he is. He's a wonderful Savior because he came to where you were. Not only can he come to where you were, he saved you just like he saved everybody else. It's the same. It's the call of the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you can believe that with your heart and confess that with your mouth, the Lord God Almighty said you could be born again. Your past could be forgotten about. Your name would be in the Lamb's book of life. One day he's coming back for you. But until then, you need him here on earth as a Savior. Yes, you need him as a Savior. Yeah, he'll call on you. He'll come to you and he'll comfort your hearts. That's now number two this morning. It said his name shall be called Wonderful. And the next one said his name shall be called Counselor. Counselor. I want to say not only is he a wonderful Savior, but he's a wonderful shepherd this morning. I'm telling you, he's the best shepherd I've ever followed in my life. Amen. Matter of fact, he's the only shepherd in this life. David put it this way, the Lord is my shepherd. He didn't say the Lord could be or will be or may be. The Lord is my shepherd. Now listen, spiritually speaking, for a child of God, he said, and I shall not want. Now think about this for a minute. He said, I shall not want. If I'm following the Lord, the Lord is going to lead me to green pastures and still water. He's going to provide protection for me from the wolf. He's going to get, I'm going to be at peace with God knowing that I'm exactly where I need to be. Why? How do you, let me say this. How can I know if I'm where I'm supposed to be, preacher? Are you following the Lord? 
The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. He feedeth me. He protecteth me. He watches over me. He's in front of me. He's behind me. He's a wonderful shepherd. He's my shepherd. He cares about me. If he sees one of the sheep running off or going over near a ravine or a ditch, he'll call for it first. Because the sheep know his voice. Amen, preacher. He said, stranger, then I'll follow. But they know the shepherd's voice. There's no song. It's in the songbook. Sherry's asked about it the other day. It says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. that." It's in the songbook. He leadeth me and he followeth me. But I want to say he's a wonderful shepherd this morning because of his battles. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle to a wolf, a predator, and you know what? He never will lose a battle. Isaiah 42, round verse 2 and 3 said, He shall not fail. I've worked uh, for some awful men and women in the employer and employee relationship. But boys, I've never been around nobody like this shepherd. Uh, he's a wonderful counselor. He's never lost a battle. But your Bible said in John, I believe it's John 10, your Bible said a hireling. You know what a hireling is? It's paid preacher. It's paid preacher. It's paid religious anything. Somebody, some, but he said, in hireling, I believe it's John 10, and hireling seeth the wolf coming. Look at that now. He seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep because, look at that, because he leaveth the sheep, he careth not for the sheep because he is in hireling. Take away his pay, take away his benefits, take away the car, take away all that. He's gone. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't what he said. It said when he sees the wolf coming, Satan, people used by Satan to break the church up and things like that. I want to say he's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. Jesus never will lose a battle. You and I might. But we can look to him and he'll help us through that battle. He's never, he's a wonderful shepherd because he's never lost a battle. And he's a wonderful shepherd because of the bread that he gives me to eat. I open this up. I'm telling you, I've got whole wheat on every page. Amen. I'm telling you, it is nutritious. It's fat to the bones. Jesus said, I am the living bread. He'll eat of this bread. He'll live forever. And matter that, he said, come and dine. It's a shame. It's a shame that I don't know more about the Bible than I should know. Will you ask yourself that? It's a shame. I don't know more about the Word of God than what I do know. And he's let me see. But it's his bread. And I'll close with this. He's a wonderful shepherd because he's never lost a battle and he never will. Oh, it looked like he lost that day at Golgotha. It looked like that day. 
when he was hanging there from 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, from 12 to 3, God blacked the sun out. He was hanging there naked before him. And at 3 o'clock, he pulled up, drawed enough breath and said, it is finished and gave up the ghost. He's a wonderful shepherd because he gave his blood for me. And to have blood, you had to have life. And to have life, you'd have to be born into this world. Just like he was virgin born. Lived like we do. Died like no one ever died before. Raised by his own power on the third day. Nobody ever got up by their own power. But wait a minute. He's God and he's man. (laughs) He got up. He said, if you'll believe in what I've done for you, you can be saved. How about you this morning? You need to get born again. You need to be saved. You just I just thought I was preacher. The Lord's been dealing with the past few days, past few minutes. I need to get saved. Let's bow our heads across the building, please. Would you do that? If you're here this morning, you're lost. Say, Pastor, I, I do want to get saved. Would you pray for me? I'm not going to come back there where you're at or nothing. I just want to pray for you. Would you just throw that hand up, pull it right back down and say, pray for me, Pastor, when you pray. Thank you. Oh, boy. We may have some here this morning, Lord, that the Christmas message, it's old to them. It's boring to them. They seem like they don't get nothing out of it like they once did. Lord, it's more about the presence and the food than it is about your presence in our lives. Help us this morning, Lord, to be able to share the exciting message of Christmas that Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. And we'll praise you and thank you for all you do. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Say it, Lord's will, and hope you can be back here with us at 530.